All right, we are back. Another episode of the Recruit Grind, where we talk all things college sports recruiting. I'm Funaki CC, and the goal of this podcast is to help young student-athletes navigate the challenges of getting to the next level. And whether you're a high school student-athlete yourself, a coach, promoting, a counselor, just trying to help with eligibility or academics, or just a parent and you don't know what to do, we're here for you to provide those insights, those guidance on everything related to the recruit grind. And today, uh, I'll try to make things actually fairly quick. I just had a few things I wanted to touch on in regards to what's coming up in a recruiting calendar um, and kind of how to navigate a recruiting calendar and what it's all about. But before I get into that, I also wanted to touch on a opportunity I had uh, this last Friday to go live stream a game at my alma mater, Provo High School in Provo, Utah. And it was it was awesome. I think mainly it was awesome because it's been a long time since I've actually gotten out to a high school football game. Uh, the last game I think I got out to was a Smithson Valley High School game here in uh, Bulverde, Texas. And that was awesome game as well. Freezing cold at that time, but it was awesome. However, yeah, just great to get out there and, and watch a football game. But not only did I watch it, we live streamed the game and I was able to commentate the game. So a big shout out to all those who are involved in the live stream. So first Provo for allowing me to come do that. And um, our producer, Neil, uh, who is phenomenal at what he does. And uh, my play-by-play commentator was Craig Chambers, is the brother of the head coach there at Provo High School. And uh, our two cameramen, uh, Dallin and Matt, did a phenomenal job catching some great football. So about that game, I wanted to touch on it a little bit. Uh, again, walking around a high school field had been a while since I was out uh, just looking at high school players. And a lot of guys I was impressed with on both teams. But before I get to naming those in particular, it was an interesting experience to walk out pregame and just kind of watch team warmups. Um, this the, the two teams particularly that were playing this game, Timview High School, which is the rival high school for Provo High, and then obviously Provo High, uh, Timview Thunderbirds and Provo High Bulldogs. So if I refer to one or the other as their mascot, you know who I'm talking about. But all in all... This was a really, really good game. Uh, but what I'm getting at with the whole uh, getting out into the field pregame is just watching the athletes and seeing the caliber of athletes at both schools. And I'll be pretty straightforward. Uh, pregame when I was doing that, Tim Few most definitely outsized Provo. Uh, there were some monsters on that team. Um, guys that I'm pretty sure, actually, when I think through it, I'm pretty sure there's at least five, maybe a few more than that, uh, players on that Team Few team that already have Division One FBS offers. And whether or not they've committed, I have no idea. Um, but it just kind of goes to show, like, man, this is a really, really good team. I think overall they rank third in the state of Utah right now. But regardless... I was extremely impressed with the fight of the Bulldogs throughout that whole game. And I'm not going to get into the details of like a full game recap. 
I just really wanted to share um, that in particular. Like, man, I was impressed with both teams. One, just by the overall size and athleticism of the of the Tim View High School team, but also just the fight in those Bulldogs as well was unbelievable. Uh, and it's awesome, awesome game to watch. I would advise anyone listening to this podcast, just go breeze through that game. You can actually find it on my channel here on Athletes TV. Go check it out, watch it. But again, I really wanted to highlight a few players. And there's various reasons to highlight these players. Um, perhaps the just the way they played, they may have you know passed the eye test to me. Um, some of them in particular definitely passed the eye test. Uh, or they just made some crazy, awesome, game-changing plays, just plays that uh, really helped their team uh, be in an opportunity to win. So first, I'll start with Provo. They were the home team, so I'll be nice. Uh, first, I loved watching Hutch Fale, Drew Ducher, Tanai Lasah, and there's another kid on there that was awesome, Kyle Larson, and Trey Jarvis. And then for Timpview, Keenan Pula, Jaron Pula, which I believe is his brother, Kazan Villa, and that's spelled V-I-L-L-A. So if I pronounce any of these names wrong, forgive me. True Toa, Te Nakua, which that should be a pretty recognizable name. He's got a brother that's completely balling out for the Rams right now. Jalen Namulauti, Isaiah Vea. Each one of these players, to me, just completely stood out during the game at some point or even pregame when I was walking around like, woof. So, uh, again, if you didn't watch it, go check out the game and you'll be able to watch the film and, and see why a lot of these players uh, are on my list of players to watch. So, switching gears here to talk about exactly what needs to be talked about during this time. And it's important and you'll figure out why as I go through it. I am going to talk through recruiting contact periods. Already it sounds confusing, I know. But just understand that coaches at the collegiate level can, during the recruiting process, only reach out to prospective student-athletes or high school athletes during specific times and in specific ways. As I talk through this, it's going to be slightly confusing, so I'm going to go as slow as I possibly can. And if any questions come up after this, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. The easiest way to reach out to us is on Instagram. You can DM us directly, and we will answer your questions as they come through. But this is very confusing and it messes with athletes' heads because as a high school athlete, there are times you're like, man, I'm not getting any calls from coaches and you feel like you're doing fantastic. Well, it may be that you're during a time where that coach cannot reach out to you. You have to know and understand. Again, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a necessity to actually know these, but you may find some peace of mind in knowing that if a coach isn't reaching out, there may be a reason for it. And also knowing when these coaches may be coming around or visiting or whatever, which we're all going to talk through that. So getting going. 
Every time I say institution, I am referring to a college football program. Just wanted to get that out of the way because that's what the NCAA refers to college programs as, as they, they, they call them institutions. So again, if you didn't know that, if you're a high school student athlete, most likely you didn't know that. And then just a quick reference here, we're going to be talking through again, recruiting contacts. So times and ways coaches can be reaching out to you, the high school player. Here we go. There are four versions of recruiting contacts. There's a quiet period. There's a dead period. There's an evaluation period, and there's a contact period. Again, quiet period, dead period, evaluation period, and a contact period. Let's start with the quiet period. A quiet period is actually really simple. You can go visit the institution, again, or college, visit the institution, but they cannot come see you. So normally during a quiet period, you are getting things like official visits or unofficial visits normally. Now, for those of you who do not remember what unofficial versus official visits are, official visit is paid by the school. So they actually pay for you to come out and visit them. Now, one thing that people don't realize is that if it's like a camp or clinic by the school, like they have their summer camp every, every whatever, June or July, they have a, a big camp and you go and compete and show your skills. They cannot pay for you to be at one of those. An official visit, official recruiting visit means you can actually go. They'll wine and dine you, so to speak, without alcoholic wine. They will, um, you know, room and board, like not room and board, but lodging, like I said, your hotel stay, all your food, your transportation, all of it's covered. And you do campus tours. It's amazing. We, we got to do some more discussions on official visits and unofficial visits for sure. But just know uh, a quiet period. You can go via visit. So official visit or unofficial visit. And then official visit is paid by the school. Unofficial visit is paid by you, the player and or your family. So. Another thing to note, which can be confusing, but coaches can also write you or call you during a quiet period. And you'll, we'll kind of talk about that more as we go through. There's also a dead period. So getting into the next one, dead period, they can visit, sorry, they cannot come visit you and you cannot go visit them. There's a reason why it's called dead. Nothing can happen except they can call you and they can write to you. So you've probably seen social media posts with players that take a photo of like all their um, letters that they just got from a you know college program and some insight there. Actually, I'm going to provide some insight on that one. So every program, every good program, well, honestly, every program that I've been to, um, <laughs> they will have a staff meeting. And at that staff meeting, uh, It'll be literally everybody, you know, all the coaches, all the sports staff, everyone will be sitting there and there will be stationary. So there'll be different types of cards with, with school logos on it, pictures, whatever it might be, all lining in the middle of the table. And there will be Sharpies for everybody to use. And everyone will have to pull out, you know, five or six cards and there will be recruits on each uh, board, I should say, 
Uh, Eric said, every recruiting room looks a little bit different, but for the most part, they're all the same. Everyone has some type of board and a coach will go up. Uh, the recruiting coordinator usually will get up and he'll write names of all the players that he wants all the coaches to write. And it'll be like normally about four or five players per staff meeting. And <laughs> you have to sit down grab your stationery. So grab a couple cards and write a personalized letter to each one of those recruits. And then they take all those. They usually give it to some sort of assistant or like a recruiting assistant or even the receptionist and they'll put them all together, mail them to you directly. So when you see those, uh, photos on social media of a recruit, that's like, Hey, so big shout out to, you know, whatever Texas A&M for sending me all this love and they have all these, you know, cards on their bed and they have took a big picture of it. And it's all from all the coaches there. That's what happened. That's what happened. All the coaches were sitting in a staff meeting, griping about the staff meeting, um, tired because they don't actually want to be there. And <laughs> I'm totally joking, but not really. Uh, they were just writing letters, uh, for probably the first, you know, 10 minutes of that staff meeting, just writing letters by hand. Um, and if you'll notice, if, if you actually read through it, uh, there's a, there's a vast majority of coaches that always write the same thing in that staff meeting. So if you actually coordinate, <laughs> uh, somehow getting letters, like if you and a teammate get letters from the coaching staff, uh, unless the coaching staff's actually mindful of it, which we, I have been on staffs where they're like, Hey, make sure you're not writing the same thing, but <laughs> you'll get, uh, players that will receive, even if they're on the same team, sometimes the same note from the same coach. So just a, a funny little spiel there. Um, but okay, <laughs> getting back to it, dead period. They cannot come visit you. You cannot go visit them. They can call and or write you. All right. The next one is an evaluation period. So an evaluation period is basically they can come evaluate you off campus. So leaving the institution's campus, they can actually come watch you play. They can come talk to your coaches. They can talk to staff, but they cannot talk to you directly as a recruit. So an evaluation period, again, they can come evaluate you, meaning they can come to like the first quarter, which again, I've seen coaches that may come to, you know, or go to four or five games in one night. One Friday night, they're just going quarter to quarter to quarter, just trying to see as many players as they possibly can because they only get this fall, which is said, this is, this is why I'm actually covering this in this podcast in particular. It's important right now as a football player to know that starting September 1st, these coaches only get 33 days. Now, when I, when I say coaches, I'm referring Majority of D1 FBS, B as in bowl, schools only get 33 days to come see you play. So if you think about one coaching staff has 33 days to cover all the recruiting areas in the nation that they cover in 33 days, all the recruits that they want to see. Now, I'm not saying that <laughs> to psych you out of your head. By you telling yourself, oh man, you know, 
Next week, September, next week is September 1st. I got a ball out. The coach might be there. If that's your mindset, you are wrong. You should be balling out all the time. So if that's your mindset, you are wrong. Doesn't matter who's at the game. You should always be balling out. So if by chance that college coach does show up, you're ready. If you're always ready, you ain't got to get ready. That's not exactly how that quote goes, but it's my rendition of it. Anyways, again, evaluation period. They can come evaluate you off campus, but not contact you or your parents. So something to remember there. And just to add to the evaluation period, they cannot see you face-to-face nor your parents face-to-face in any shape or form, right? So just can't see you face-to-face. However, they can call you and they can write you still. So moving on to contact period. So now we're talking about a contact period. Now a contact, so this is the definition of a contact based off of the NCAA's compliance website. A contact occurs anytime a college coach says more than hello during a face-to-face contact with a college-bound student-athlete or his parents off the college's campus. So off campus. Now, what most people don't know is coaches cannot come visit you at your home until your senior year of high school. And they cannot visit you at your school, your high school, until your junior year of high school. Now, when I say until your senior year or junior year of high school, I'm referring to August 1st going into those years, right? That's that's something that a a lot of people don't know. But, and and I mentioned that because it's important if you're a sophomore or freshman and you're wondering why coaches aren't reaching out or wanting to visit you or see you or whatever, uh, or if they are reaching out, you probably should be slightly worried there. Um, there, there are some rules and regulations on that too. However, for the most part, any type of contact shouldn't really be happening until junior year. And then any real like in-depth home visits or anything like that shouldn't be till senior year. Um, now, to kind of dive into the in-contact period or contact period a little bit deeper, uh, so an in-person is off-campus visit to you, which means they're coming to see you at your home uh, or your school, which if there's a home visit, we might want to, you know, I, I probably do a whole episode on home visit etiquette, <laughs> but uh, anyway, just remember contact period coaches that are truly, truly interested in you, whether they've offered you or not, they're going to come see you in person if they're really interested in you. So they may come to your school, they may come to your home, but it all kind of based off of just where you're, what you're, what year you are, junior, senior, or sophomore freshman. So, um, also one thing to note, um, you are always welcome. At one point, if you have the contact information, now there's some proper, you know, ethical ways to do this. If you happen to get the head coach's contact for Baylor University, uh, so Aranda, and 
you just got it through like a family friend and you're like, hey, coach, uh, can you check out my film? I really, that's probably not the best way to go about it. Probably not the best way. Uh, I would advise you wait for the coach to contact you. But after that, you can contact them whenever you want. And in most instances, they can absolutely answer that call. No problem. So phone call is always the best way to go. Give them a call if you have questions. You can text, but I always think that a phone call is best. Most most coaches agree that you're going to want to have a phone call. Now, on that same note, just kind of talking through calls, you're not allowed to actually receive any phone calls from college coaches until you have concluded your sophomore year. And it's not just like if you graduate on May 31st or whatever, they actually still can't contact you until June 15th of that year. So June 15th at the end of your sophomore year, then they can call you and reach out. So anyway, um, I feel like that's probably enough information for one episode. I'm sure that's going to spark some questions. Uh, and hopefully you're thinking through that as well. Um, I'm going to put some deeper thought into a follow-up episode on this one, just to make sure uh, I'm really driving home uh, the understanding and of different types of recruiting rules and regulations that are out there so that you can educate yourself and just feel more empowered during this recruit grind. So uh, last thing I wanted to touch on, uh, I got these wristbands not too long ago. I'll get all close to the the camera so you can see them. Um, I got them really for one sole purpose. There have been so many people that have reached out with just amazing messages, how this podcast has helped them in their recruiting journey, how it's answered questions for them as a parent or a coach. Uh, even some of the recruits have been reaching out as well. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that. You have no idea how grateful I am for that. So I wanted to do a solid as well. Um, I want to send some of these wristbands out and here's kind of the way to get one. Um, just if you could, because it's sometimes hard to keep up with all of the the messages, just do me a favor, go follow the podcast on athletes TV on Apple podcasts and Spotify, go in and actually leave a star rating, which, uh, which again you can, uh, and then even on some of them, you can leave a review, but make sure you follow the podcast And then also go follow us on Instagram and then shoot us a DM on Instagram. Again, at the recruit grind, shoot us a DM with snapshots of you doing those things. Honestly speaking, if you just shoot us a DM doing at least one of them, I'll probably send you one. Uh, But at that point, if you're DMing us on Insta, I'll be able to get your address and send it directly to you. So also wanted to just tag in one more thing here. You can always reach out on any of our social media platforms with questions. We're always here for you at the recruit grind. We love and appreciate the feedback and the questions that we get, because really this is what it's all about is helping you just helping you. And if you have specific questions, reach out, we got you. If enough of you have the same questions, I've said this before, I'll make a podcast out of it. So (laughs) maybe even bring you on, you never know. So much love. Appreciate you. Keep grinding.